0: welcome to the you got this podcast featuring authors donnie and sandy we invite you to settle in open your hearts and minds and be inspired to trust and present hope in the lord when you allow him to lead the way you got this
1: hey welcome everybody again to another you got this podcast with your host donnie and sandy and we're going to uh talk a little bit about holding on that's the topic for today's podcast holding on how to hold on to your faith in these troubling times when you're going through whatever it is you're going through and struggle struggles and trials in your life when you're thinking that you've had enough god never gives you more than you can handle just know that god never gives you more than you can handle we it may be some dark times in your life right now but just try to keep your faith And just try to keep on the eye on the prize, knowing that you're going to get through this trial and uh, God's going to get you through it. Just keep on praying and keeping the faith. And uh, I let my wife get in here now and she's got some topics she's going to discuss with you. Then um, we'll see how this podcast goes and hopefully you'll enjoy it. And here she is.
0: Hi, welcome everyone. I can say this from experience, that you can hold on, you can get through it, it will end. The answer will come. I've experienced it over and over in my life. I've experienced it in the loss of my first marriage and I understand why. Because you can love somebody so much, but you can't make them receive God and in the meantime I was losing my identity. I've seen how God came through because in this world we're going to have trouble because we're natural. And, and and things just happen by our own free will of bad choices that we make and by the free will that somebody else is using. And we get hurt because of their free will, which has happened to me through losing my first marriage and through losing my youngest son to a car accident. Both of them almost destroyed me, but through the abuse that we suffered in that marriage, it has hurt my son tremendously, my oldest son, and I'm still having experiences with him. He's came back over and over to the Lord, but when you hold on to a pain that God wants to heal, he's not going to force himself on you. That is what's so great about our God. He is not going to make you and demand you to love Him. That's what's so great about free will. He wants to heal your heart which is why He died on the cross with arms wide open because He says I'm wide open. I'm here. Come as you are. And so He waits for us to come to Him. He waits for us to come to Him to heal him and say I have the healing but I'm not going to make you love me and come to me you have to come to me on your own because that's when you're going to want to keep it has anybody ever tried to make you do something you never really wanted to do
1: that's a very good question has anybody ever done uh, made you do something you always didn't want to do and i think that's everyday life everyday life people uh, try to convince you of doing things you don't want to do and what do we do we do it out of peer pressure. We completely do it. But why aren't we doing what God wants us to do? That's a very good question, isn't it, people? Why aren't we doing what God wants us to do? We're, we're, we are quickly to jump on doing what man wants us to do. But we never seem to want to do what God wants us to do. I mean, look at Noah. He fought God on building the ark. And did he finally do it? Yeah, after denying him and after being made fun of, he finally did it. And guess what? He saved a lot of people's lives, his family's lives. He saved the lives of livestock because God wanted him to do it. And there's, oh, it's not going to flood. It's not going to flood. Well, guess what? It did flood, people. It did flood. And if Noah wasn't have built the ark, he would have been screwed. He would have been dead. So I think it's time to stop doing what man asks us to do and do what God wants us to do because he's the ultimate savior.
0: And how are you going to know that? I hear people ask that all the time. How do I know it's God? Number one, it's going to line up with the Bible. So read your Bible. And don't think you have to memorize it because the Holy Spirit is the Word and the Word is in you when you asked Him into your heart. And He says in John 14, 6, I will remind you those things I have taught you. So He will remind you of the Word when you need it.
1: And uh, everybody asks, well, how do we know that God's real? Well, one place seems to remind me that God is real, and we see it every day on the news. It's called Jerusalem. It's called Israel, the Holy Land. If that's not a place, then I don't know what is. God is around there all the time. They even found the blankets that he was buried in. If that's not uh, proof of Jesus' existence, then what is, people? I mean, Israel sh- uh, sh- uh, celebrates Jesus' life every year at Christmas time, and yet we keep on saying that Jesus isn't real? Well, it's time to hold on to that because it is real. That's why we named this podcast Hold On, because we're telling you that Jesus is real. Whether you want to deny him or not, he is real. Uh, there's plenty of evidence around the Bible and Jerusalem being one. We finally realize that Jerusalem is the capital of Israel. If that's not God's power, I don't know what is. But uh, we'll continue on this subject. Um, honey, do so, you want to read
0: something? So what are you waiting on? What are you waiting on? I'm waiting on my wayward son who keeps coming back to God and doing okay. And then something will trigger and he'll go back to the drugs and alcohol living on the streets life. What mom wants to know that her son or daughter is living on the streets when they have a home they can live in? But it's by their choice, because they're chasing that t- temporary peace in a bottle or in a drug. And you say, you say that you are uh, that they're living free, but they're not living free because it is controlling them. It is controlling them, and they and they and it's got them lied to. But I'm holding on to my faith, so I'm living that right now. Because he went back to the streets again. And I pray and pray and God give me signs that he's alive because I went a whole year without hearing from him. And then on Christmas Eve, no doubt, a letter came to my brother's house instead of mine because in the city where he's now living, which is out of state where I live, he lost his wallet in the store, turned it into the police department of that city. God will find a way to let you know that your children is okay. He will find a way to encourage you to let you know that you are going to get that job. You may be out of work right now, but he will provide for you. He is our Jehovah Jireh, and he says that he will provide. You have to trust in that. That illness that you have that just overwhelming to you, there's going to come an end to it, and he's going to heal you. There just might be something you have to learn, just as... trials that I went through being married to an abusive husband. It drew a passion out of me. That was the purpose, to help people see that the royalty of God that they are. You know, in Isaiah 41, God always promises through the Bible that I will never leave you or forsake you. I will never fail you or forsake you. And who steps away? God says he never will. It's not him. It's by our faith and our lack of faith and disobedience that we step away. And Isaiah forty-one it says, "But those whose hope is in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary, and they will walk and not faint." You can hold on because God knows your situation. He knows where you're at. He knows your heart and what you're feeling. He knows your fears. You know a former pastor of mine. Um, his wife, she explained it so well that he knows your life. He's been through your life from A to Z. While you may be up here at D, he's already been through and he's looking back.
1: That's right. See, God has us where uh, where we have to be right now. He's teaching us something, whether we like it or whether we don't. And unfortunately, nine times out of ten, we don't like what he's trying to teach us, but he's teaching us for a reason. Just like When uh, we're kids and we're growing up and our parents punish us for doing wrong. Well, that's what God's doing. We may not like the punishment that we're receiving, but obviously we deserve it because he's doing it for a reason. Just like parents when uh, you go out and uh, do something stupid and uh, parents have to punish us. It's called tough love. It's teaching us lessons. We may not like it, but we have to go through it because we did it. And that's all it is to it. I'm sorry. I'm just clearing my throat there for a minute. I apologize. But, um, we, we have to learn lessons every day of our lives. It's called growing up and learning. And we don't like it, but we have to go through it. That's how we get taught lessons. And um, obviously, uh, it's, it's kind of a pain in the butt to go through it, but still, nonetheless, we got to go through it.
0: God knows your heart. He knows just the right time that he's going to come through for you. He knows the proper time when your kids are going to get saved. When you're going to get healed, you're going to find that job. It's going to be the right one that's coming along at the right time that he has for you. Then you will understand like a light bulb going off when you come into a dark room and you turn on the light and you finally get Oh, that's why I had to go through that. That's why my child had to go through that. That's why it took so long. Because it's like puzzle pieces fitting together. The right ones have to come together and when your wayward children are out there, if more of you have situations like mine they think that they're out there living by their own free will, well God gave me a prophecy in a book that I wrote called Jeremy's Journey, and I know that's a prophecy that he's going to save my son, just like he did in the character of this book, and we're going to go through this book on another podcast, so stay tuned for that, we're going to read excerpts but Just to show you what I mean by drugs will hold you prisoner, I want to read a poem that God gave me for this book. It's called No Way Out. There is no way out, nowhere to turn, no one to help. There is nothing but darkness here. Hopelessness surrounds. Where is the light gone? Where did it go? It is dark even in the daylight. The emptiness turns it black. My heart is heavy, downcast, too weak to call out but who would listen, who will answer my call, who would help? There's no way out, nowhere to turn, no one to help. There are people everywhere out here, but no one to help. No one to lift me up, no one to pull me back. There was no one to answer my cry for help, no one to answer my call. I'm out in the open, but live in chains. Hopelessness, darkness, and despair are my constant companions and I am a slave to what controls me even though I say I am free. It says it's my friend and will comfort me but instead it controls me and keeps me in the dark, chained to the life and consumed by depression. It never leaves my side. Always luring, always tempting and taunting and it's poison, always blinding. It's truth is deceptive and it's comfort is false. There is no way out, nowhere to turn and no one to help. Is there hope? Is there help? Who will turn and help me find my way out? Jesus Christ. He's the way, the truth, and the life. In him there is hope, there is peace. He is the Prince of Peace. He is the light. All darkness is his light to him, and he will set you free. Only in him there is liberty. Just ask. He's a prayer and a call away. He says, come to me just as you are and call on my name. You will be saved and see the light of
1: day. If that poem don't hit home, I don't know what will. But uh, it's a perfect example of uh, holding on to your faith, and uh, Jesus has you. He will never let you fall, but he he also never gives you more than you can handle. You may not. You may ask yourself, well, why does he have so much faith in me? Because he knows what you are capable of. He knows he created you. He created you in his own image, so he knows what you are capable of. And we're perfectly able to live up to those standards. But we're going to take a quick break here, real quick, and uh, 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 play a song for you called Do It Again by Elevation Worship. I think that song really hits home for this uh, particular topic. Hope you enjoy.
2: Stairs. Great is your faith.
1: Welcome back everyone, I hope you enjoyed that song Do It Again by Elevation Worship and like I said before I think it hits home with this particular topic we're discussing today and we're going to continue on with this discussion holding on, we have to hold on to hope that God gives us like like we said in previous episodes before God never gives us more than we can handle and honestly I don't know why we don't give Him credit for the inspiration that He does give us everybody asked well how do we know that he exists well over and over and over again we see the evidence right there in front of our eyes and we just choose not to see it Jerusalem being the biggest evidence of all I mean there's so many ancient artifacts over there ancient times and they had they found Jesus tomb there and if Jesus was not buried in there then who the heck was it who was born and uh, buried in there They found the cross that he was crucified on. They have the nails that he was nailed to the cross with. If that's not evidence, then what is? You tell me. I'm convinced that it's Jesus. And that's that's pretty much all it is to it.
0: And you ask, how do you hold on? How do I hold on when I feel like I'm falling apart, when it's been so long that I feel like God's forgotten me? I have said those exact words. I've gone through that. And I still have my times even now because I'm still waiting on my son to truly be saved and delivered. To truly give up that what's holding him back in his heart and trust God to heal his heart. That it's okay to let go. You are safe in his hands and he will heal you. He's going to come to that realization because it is promised. There are times when you just don't know what to do and it's ironically enough the, the 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 exact verse is the same for e- each book that I like is the first one is psalm 46:10 be still and know that I am God that sometimes you just have to be still and trust God and Isaiah 46:10 it says, my purpose will stand and I will do all that I please. That means he's got a purpose for us and it is going to come to pass. That is a promise and God always keeps his promises. And how can you know when he's talking to you and what to do? Where we spoke of one by reading the Bible. And and highlighting those verses that speak to you and the issues that you're going through. And stand on them. Make a prayer out of them. Because God says that He exalts His name and His word above all things. That's Psalm 138 too. So if you want to pray a prayer that's not tainted by human emotions, you find the prayer, you find the verse in the Bible, and you insert your name, you insert your loved one's name or that issue that you're going through. And it is going to come to pass. God promises that His purpose will stand. And how do you get out of that pit of depression? Well, you Number one, if it creates anxiety, if it creates fear and hopelessness, you know that's not from God. But if it's filled with love and peace and joy, then you know that's Him. One of the ways you know when He's speaking to you is is the disciples said it. As two of them were walking on the road to Emmaus, And the Lord came up. And they didn't recognize him at first until God wanted them to recognize them. And then as he left, they spoke to each other. Weren't not our hearts burning within us as he spoke to us? That means that warmth and that peace that you feel in your heart. That's when you know God's talking to you. And you can hold on and remind yourself, do it again. That song, God did it for you once. He can do it again you can keep a journal and you can keep a journal as your everyday time with God. I keep two: my everyday journal. And then I have one that I call my wow God journal for those moments that are just, I can't say nothing else, but wow. And those you can go back to again. Well, God did it for me once. He can do it
1: again. And, um, I, uh, obviously we were, we weren't born back in, uh, shepherd, Bible days and shepherds. And, but, uh, one a key element to all this is the evidence that gods existed. Well, one is should be the most obvious is the shepherds. What do they hold in their hands? They held staffs in their hands against beasts, and how that that's how they hunted because they didn't have guns. They didn't have knives back then. They had a staff, and they used to carve different symbols in them. And when they retired or whatever they did, they just passed on their skills to their sons. Well, they passed on their staffs to their sons, too. I mean, and that's another evidence. And they have found pieces of those staffs, which was evidence of God back then. You mean it's like, oh, how do you know they're staffs? They were made of wood, weren't they? They had things in them, so they, they had to be something. And they were staffs. And they didn't have any other technology back then. They didn't have a computer. They didn't have an iPhone. They didn't have nothing. They had to learn to navigate by the sky, and they had the staffs to protect them. And, and that's evidence right there. It's called archaeology. We've heard of it. And um, we're going to uh, close... Uh, we're going to... Um...
0: And... Um, back again with the shepherds. The shepherds... You know, crook... Had a crook in it, right? And so they used it not only to carve that, but they carved things that reminded them of things that God brought them through. So... And giving it to their firstborn son that passed from generation to generation. You can use your journal the same way, but it also had a hook on it, right? God says he will leave the 99 to go after the one. God will always bring you back into the fold. And use your journals just like the shepherds use their staff. And the negative thoughts that go through your head... You don't have to keep them. When you're thinking of stuff and bad thoughts are going through your mind, but you turn and start speaking, don't those thoughts leave your mind? Well, you can speak to your mountain, and that's what this verse means. Matthew 17, 20. He replied, Because you have so little faith, truly I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible to you. See, you know how you do that? As you speak to it you don't have to own those negative thoughts it says that in second Corinthians 10 verses three through
1: 5 yeah that and that says um, for thou for though we live in the flesh we do not wage war according to the flesh the weapons of our warfare are not the weapons of the world instead they have divine power to demolish strongholds we tear down arguments and every presumption set up against the knowledge of God and we take captivity captive I'm sorry captive every thought that make it obedient to Christ don't that hit home people don't that make you think about what God has done for us and what he continues to do for us and sadly enough we keep denying that he exists he has done everything for us and yet what do we do for him we don't do anything to acknowledge him matter of fact we spend more most of our time denying his existence why He loves us so much and all he asks for is consideration in the end and we can't even give him that. We can't even honor his birthday right. We keep honoring uh, by giving presents to everybody else. What do we give to God? Nothing I can think of can come to mind. We We don't even give him thanks for giving us Christmas.
0: So if you're out there and you're trying to get through something and you're wondering if you can hold on and how do you do that, how do I replace those thoughts? Well, back to what I was telling you, finding the promises in the Bible, that's how you replace it. And Romans 10, 17 says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So when you speak the word, you say it out loud to yourself, it gets into your heart. When you speak those promises, when a negative thoughts going through your mind you just have to say I trust you Jesus I trust you Jesus and you've promised me that if you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ you will be saved you and your household that's Acts sixteen thirty that is a promise from God and you can speak that so you say therefore my son will be delivered and saved. my daughter will be saved That's how you replace those negative thoughts. That's how you trash those thoughts and don't own them. You speak out the truth. You speak out those promises of God. There's promises all through the Bible that God is gonna come through for you. Hold on. I'm holding on and I know my son is gonna be delivered and set free permanently. God is gonna keep the promise that he gave for me in his word. Another one is I will oppress those who oppress you and your children, I will save. That's a promise from God. That's found, Psalm. That's found in the Psalms, and I'm holding on to that, that He is going to save and He is going to deliver and He is going to heal my son and set him free. And I'm holding on until He does. And we have a Psalm we want to close with, but before we close with that Psalm.
1: Yeah, and I just want to apologize for my flub earlier. See, we record this, uh, but we don't take practice takes. This is all live as we're recording it, so that way you know we're real people and we really share what we believe in. And so I apologize for that. I, did, I forgot that she was going to put that version to the show, <laughs> so I'm sorry, people. But. Uh, that's so you know we are live people and we do this uh, every week and we don't practice we just go by what god gives us and as she said we're going to close out with this verse uh, what verse is it honey psalm 34 psalm 34 i will extol the lord at all times he pray, his praise will always be on my lips i will glory glory in his name and in the lord's name i'm sorry these words are very difficult let the afflicted hear and rejoice glorify the Lord with me let us exalt his name together I sought the Lord and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears those who look to him are radiant their faces are never covered with shame this poor man called and the Lord heard him he saved them all saved him out of all his troubles the angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and delivers them a taste and see that the Lord is good blessed is the one who takes him refuge in him fear the Lord you his holy people for those who fear him lack nothing the lions may grow weak and hungry but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing come my children listen to me I will teach you the fear of the Lord whoever of loves whoever love you loves life and desires to see many good days keep your tongue from evil and your lips from telling lies turn from evil and do good and seek peace and pursue it the eyes of the Lord are are the righteous and his ears are attentive to their cry but the face of the Lord is against those who do evil to blot out their name from the earth the righteous cry out and the Lord hears them he delivers them from all their troubles the Lord is the brokenhearted, and saves those who are crushed in the spirit. The righteous person may have troubles, but the Lord delivers him from all. He protects all his bones. Not one of them will be broken. Evil will slay the wicked, for foes of righteous will be condemned. The Lord will rescue his servants. No one who takes refuge in him will be condemned.
0: So, I want to pray with You out there, all those who are maybe needing to be healed, all of those who are just down and you don't know why, maybe. Maybe you have a wayward child. Maybe you're waiting on a job or maybe you just had some overwhelming bills and you have a job but you have more bills and you have money coming in. God is saying, hold on. He says, I will never fail you or forsake you. And so I want to pray with you before we close. Dear Heavenly Father, I am asking you for those ones listening out there to encourage them. I'm asking you to encourage them. I'm asking you, Lord, for that one who needs healing. Provide that healing. Maybe it's going to be a miracle. Maybe you're going to provide someone to lay hands on them and and pray their healing in, but maybe you're gonna bless them with an opportunity free of charge to go see a doctor and they're gonna find the healing that they need and you're gonna heal through somebody else's hands. For that one looking for that job, I'm asking you for the right job to come along and and they have to go out and look for it. You're not gonna plant it in their laps. They have to actually go out and seek it so God, Direct them in the paths that they should go to the right places that they need to go and apply at. And for those ones who have got more bills than money coming in, I'm asking you to give them a handful on purpose and to provide. You use people to do that, so put them in the right path of the right person at the right time. And for those out there that's got those wayward children, I'm praying in Jesus' name that, Lord, you open their children's eyes that they see, open their ears that they may hear. Open their hearts that they may understand that they may turn to you and be saved Be healed be delivered be set free. I am decreeing and declaring in the name of Jesus Christ as it says in Job 22 8 decree a thing and so shall it be established. I am decreeing healing for these people out there. I am Decreeing that those bills are paid off. I am decreeing that job to come to pass I am decreeing that their children to get set free get delivered and get healed get saved I am decreeing Lord joy in the heart of those who are depressed and they just don't know why and for all of them I am praying the same thing open their eyes that they may see the different things you're doing every day that they can praise you open their ears that they may hear you speak to them and instructing them in the way they should go and open their hearts that they may understand what you're trying to tell them that they may obey you and Lord Help them to feel your presence. Help them to feel your presence and your peace this day. To know you've got this. That they can turn to you and say, I know. I can do this. I pray all this in Jesus' name. People out there, you've got this. And when you come to that realization, why don't you drop us a line at info at yournewlifeministries.org and let us know you, you've, got, you've got this moment. And subscribe to us. On YouTube and like us on Facebook Your New Life Ministries LLC
1: and if you like this particular episode please follow us here as well and uh, I think we're going to close
0: <laughs> and and we're going to close with giving you our website address. We have all our books on there. We have events. If you have a speaking event that you need one of us to come speak to and share our stories, our testimonies, or a word for you, our website address is?
1: yournewlifeministries.org. Talk to you later. See you in the next episode. Bye-bye.